0: Sorry. Hey guys, welcome to the first ever installment of my dealership success series over here at Auto SEO Marketing, where we interview industry professionals talking about what successful dealers are doing to dominate their market. Today, we have Ryan Green from Yoder Family Companies. Uh, thank you so much for being here.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And uh, so yeah, just to jump into it, best place to start, I think, is to you know tell us about Yoder Family Companies. What? you know, dealerships are under that umbrella and kind of what the business looks like today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, man, I've been with the company 21 years now, uh, which like doesn't seem possible. But then on the other hand, like I do, you know, look at myself here, I've got like gray in my beard and everything now. So I guess I've, I'm seasoned, you could say. Um, starting out, uh, well, I actually have, uh, I have a degree, but not in marketing. It's actually in, in education uh, from University of Northern Colorado. And um, actually didn't, decided to not go into education decided to go into sales uh car sales which is another one of my passions uh in life is, is cars and and sales and then actually from that I'll kind of tell the story kind of turned into marketing so yeah I started out in uh, vehicle sales for uh, eight years actually and then <clears throat> started getting into uh internet lead management which a lot of that is really marketing because we're deciding where we want to get our leads from uh, for the dealership where we want to be um, you know, advertising, putting our stuff out there, uh, and then became the internet manager, managing our our um, team. At at that time, it was just for our single store, which is a Well County Garage Buick uh, GMC. Um, and then we bought uh, another two dealerships. We bought uh, Subaru and Mazda. Became the internet director for there. I guess changed my my title to director when we got uh, more than one dealership. Uh, And then from that, it just really, I was going to say slowly, but there was a specific time where I transitioned over to being uh, the marketing director for all of our locations. Um, We've grown a ton in the last uh, probably five years, I guess I would say, to where now we are um, still the original Buick GMC dealership that uh, actually started up in 1908, 115 years ago in downtown Greeley, Um, second oldest Buick dealership in the nation. Uh, That's our largest location and the one that I office out of. But we now have a uh, Chevrolet store. We have, um, that's in Fort Lupton. We have uh, three body shops, um, two in, sorry, one in Greeley and two in Fort Collins. And then we have a a buy here, pay here dealership, a a smaller used car dealership that works with people with challenged credit. Um, A second, sorry, a separate service location. Um, a business development center that actually serves other dealerships. And I might be forgetting one, but we basically have 10 companies now that are under the Yoder family company's umbrella. Um, Yeah. That's kind of the overview of me and the company.
0: Awesome. So under those dealerships, you kind of said that you have like a wide variety of, you know, all the way from licensed Chevrolet, Buick, GMC dealers to smaller Mm -hmm here pay here dealers um oh and and you kind of manage all of that that's correct when it comes to digital marketing and marketing yes
1: awesome yeah yeah not just digital kind of traditional too although we don't do a lot of traditional as most dealerships don't nowadays it's mostly digital for sure for sure
0: so Mm -hmm. kind of to start off with you know your vast experience in um in a variety of different places what could do you see dealers doing today that is a good thing or what do you guys kind of do today is a good thing to boost, um, boost, grow the business really in, you know, when it comes to sales and operations and specifically uh, marketing.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I first want to say, and it's funny because we had a long meeting this morning that sort of dealt with this, that really um, none of the marketing that me or any, any anybody else out there is going to do for a dealership will make any, none of that will make any difference if you're, sales operations and your service operations and parts operations. If you have them at those dealerships, uh, are not really working well. Uh, I could produce 10 times more traffic to our website and hundred times more leads than any other dealer. But if we don't respond back to them, well, we don't offer good customer service. We're not, you know, extremely, um, uh uh, yeah just great customer service none of that's gonna matter so you know fortunately we we have all all that in our dealerships i mean there's you know there's always places to to grow and improve on um but we have that so that's one thing uh, you know i know a lot of dealerships out there are like man we're gonna start spending a ton of money on google adwords and we're gonna be on facebook and we're gonna put together this great content and everything but if none of that's going to matter if you're not focusing on your customer service and how attentive your salespeople are and and again if you have parts and service operations how uh efficient they are like i said none none of that matters but um i guess the original question was uh what what are we doing or what should dealerships do i think my best answer to that is just you really kind of have to be everywhere digitally um really have i mean your google business profile is so incredibly important nowadays um that's where probably about 80 percent of your website traffic comes from is when people just google you and if it's on desktop it's over on the the right hand side of the page if it's mobile it's the top of the page where you know you have your all your photos that you have there you have your um amenities that you offer your services that you offer and that's um huge actually i'm surprised at how many especially smaller dealerships just kind of ignore that and they're like yep we're on google we're fine but man, constantly adding photos to that, adding um, offers and incentives in the the offers section. What used to be Google Plus or G, G Plus, um, it was a longer name for it. I can't think of right now. But anyways, it was like Google's social social media yep. uh, product. They they just wrapped that into Google Google My Business, which is now Google Business Profile. Um, there's still a large, basically social media element to your Google Business Profile. Uh, Like I said, putting just posts, offers, that kind of stuff, adding photos onto there. And then one of the biggest things that I see a lot of dealerships not take advantage of specifically inside of there is you can put service areas in there. Um, For us, uh, I basically look at like a 30-mile radius around us and have every single town that's in 30 miles around us in there as our service area. Um, Google is not an automotive expert. They're an expert in just putting... Uh, listings out there for any vertical for any kind of business out there so you kind of have to feed to google you know this is who we are we're not just we don't just uh service right here in our own town we sell cars to really the entire nation but we definitely sell vehicles to within 30 miles we definitely service cars within 30 miles sell parts within a larger radius than that you know that kind of thing uh and then the other thing is your i think of what it's called now your um Oh, business categories you have it in there each google business profile can have uh, up to 10 uh, business categories and most dealerships if you look into it and there's some tools that where you can actually kind of spy on other, other people's google business profiles they'll have just used car do, uh, used car dealership and maybe service department something like that there you can actually have 10 different categories in there that again is feeding to google what it is that you do um, and then for a larger location like our Buick and GMC location where we have service, parts, and sales, I actually have three, actually four different Google business profiles set up for this location where we have one for our fleet and commerce department, one for our regular sales department, one for our parts department, and one for our service department. And that gives you 40 different um, categories of a, a larger net basically that you can throw out there to, to catch more Um shoppers so i went on a whole long tangent there with google business profile but what i'm going with that is just that example of that's just one little property online that you could spend countless hours on every month not countless but a lot of hours every month uh working on that but you know to stay with google there's um vehicle listing net ads now that are really pretty inexpensive uh you know we spend maybe fifteen hundred dollars a month for our largest location to have uh, just like when you shop for, um, uh, a new computer or refrigerator online and, and the top of Google, it has all those shopping ads across the top. You can now do that with vehicle listing ads too, where it's um, a listing right there. It goes right to your ADP, your vehicle details page on your website. And, uh, you, you've been on that to get your, your vehicles to show up on top. So that's a great place to be. Um, of course, Google AdWords, although it could be argued that, uh, that's becoming, I think, less and less um, effective all the time, being in those top three uh, spaces on your mobile or desktop um, search. Um, I personally, like, specifically don't click on ads, but I guess I'm, I'm in the marketing business, and I know that they're just there because they're paying for that, and they're not there organically. I always try to click organically. Um, but, yeah, that's another place you need to be. Um, Really, I think especially anything digitally, just try to put yourself in the 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 shoes of the the shopper, um, and that's hard to do when you're in the thick of it. But look at your website as somebody brand new that's never been there before, and and find out how uh, user friendly it is and how intuitive it is. Uh, have your your friend who knows nothing about cars or about dealerships or anything have them go to your website and watch them click through it, and 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 have them ask as dumb questions as they want to, you know, because they're no dumb question um had them totally pick it apart because there's so many things that we just take for granted but this is the way it is it's is the way car dealership websites work or this is the way our google business profile looks well why you know the the uh the best disruptors out there are the ones that just take it go from a completely different uh angle and and just change things up in ways that the industry hasn't in a lot of years
0: no yeah i i i, I totally agree that definitely a lot of the times when especially with smaller dealerships or dealerships that aren't as tech savvy we see that all the time at least on my end where dealerships will be doing the same thing that they've been doing for 15 20 years and they'll just you know keep updating when they need to but when you really want to come out as a disruptor like you said or, or really kind of shoot above the curve you have to do things that are your competition isn't doing and that will A, drive traffic, of course, because that's always the goal. But B, be different than everything else. Be different than, you know, just another Google business profile. Be different than another Facebook page. You know, you really got to just be out there. And I also like what you said about kind of being everywhere. Um, I Mm -hmm. I, I see that a lot as well as, you know, they'll have a great Facebook page or, you know, someone will have a a nice website, but then you can't find them anywhere else. Um, And a lot lot of shoppers these days are shopping online. You know, it's, it's hardly, you know, pull up to the lot and see what they got and, you know, have a sale that doesn't happen anymore. You know, it's, it's all, you know, cars.com or they're searching Facebook or they're searching um, Google. And and so being, I love how you said being everywhere is key because you never know what someone might prefer over another person. You know, someone else might be, love to look at Google. Someone else might love to, you know, just look at cars.com, auto trade or whatever it may be. Um, So you just kind of have to be everywhere all at once.
1: Yeah. And it's not really that you need to spend a ton of money everywhere. You Mm -hmm. need to spend some good labor hours paying somebody to just to be looking at those places. Do organic uh, posts on your Facebook, on your Instagram, uh, on your Google business profile. Uh, Make sure you have good photos of all your, your vehicles and merchandise them well with good descriptions and that kind of stuff. I'm not necessarily, again, saying that you need to spend you know, $10,000 a month in Google AdWords and and $5,000 a month in Facebook ads. We definitely do spend in all those places. But, man, I really feel like the just organic um, merchandising that we do and and just posting stuff that we do all over the place probably has a stronger effect than than the ads do.
0: I would agree, especially when it comes to um, just consumers just searching around, maybe not even necessarily looking for a car at that moment, but just seeing what's out there. Organic is one of the best things that you can focus on. Like you said, of course, AdWords and Google Ads and and Facebook Ads and things like that, yes, are important. But when it comes to when it comes to good, you know, results and organic search and things like that, you know, you the copy that you have on your website, like you said, your merchandise, yeah. you know, it's it's super crucial to have great copy, great, you know, just great things that'll drive organic search. Because again, I I like how you said as well. You know, you don't click on ads that are at the top of the page. I notice that in a lot of uh, areas, you know. Um, kind of where it just says add you just kind of scroll down a little bit and see what the next one is you know that's kind of where you want to be you don't really want to be the one that says add right at the top you want to be the one a couple words down where you're the most organically i haven't
1: looked at a heat map in a while um in fact i think Google is not allowing those to be shown as much. But when I have seen them in the past, it's funny. You look at like a, a desktop surf, you know, search results page and you see the top and like all the eyeballs and the clicks are like all, all red, you know, below those top three ones yep. in the organic. Yep. It tells you right there that that's kind of that's where you need to be. Exactly. And that's, what the,
0: and that's what we try to drive most with our customers is organic search. <laughs> as- yeah. Um, I mean, again, I'm, I've seen those heat maps. My customers, hopefully, have also seen those heat maps. Like we know that that's yeah. not really where we want to be at. So, um, I totally yeah. agree there. So, when when you talk about you know organic search and things like that, when I often notice that a lot of times dealers that even bigger ones sometimes, but especially smaller to medium sized dealers don't necessarily have the resources or the time to put into You know, driving great organic search and having great organic content on Instagram and Facebook and Google My Business and things like that, Um, either because they don't have a person to do it or they don't really know how. And then you got to take the time to learn. And like you said, it it takes hours to put in. You know, it takes time to really get good, good content out there because if it's it's a very real thing that Google will penalize you harshly if you don't do it correctly if you do it wrong yeah. you think you're doing it right but you miss a few things or whatever like you can get penalized yeah. and so you know yeah when it, when it comes in that area what like what do you what do you see happening in dealerships you know they might be falling behind when it comes to resources or things like that or you know how do you guys deal with um delegating resources and delegating yeah. people or yeah, del- work hours
1: delegating is what I was going to say with that. I mean, you, you, whether there's somebody that's on staff or somebody that you hire, you have to have somebody in the organization that, that knows what they're talking about. So whether you hire an agency and you, you know, maybe you're the owner of the dealership and you're meeting with this agency, maybe you don't know a whole lot about digital, but if you just ask enough questions and just keep on probing and, and again, there's no dumb questions, get get them to show how transparent they are. Uh, that you know that's great or or hire somebody on staff that knows what they're doing after that it's really delegating because if you, you have a great agency but if they are three states away and they're trying to do everything remotely i just don't feel like that's ever going to work because you have to have i feel like you have to have actual photos of the dealership of your cars of your employees of your customers of the community event that you're you're doing that kind of stuff and you know you can't do that remotely but what you can do is um you know, kind of crowdsource, use your employees, use your, your lottex, your, um, your person that washes your cars, that kind of stuff, get them to, to help out by taking photos, by when they see things happening with maybe a great customer interaction, taking a photo of that or a video of that, and then getting in that to that person that either works for you or the agency um, that, that you've hired to get that content out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I say, it's just, it's a lot of delegation. And I, I struggle with that personally because I just hold, my department and everything to such a high level that I want everything to be like the best quality videos the best quality photos and like everything, and you know you have to have a happy medium with that. Where if it was just me and my team taking all the photos and videos for all of our companies, if we would get anything done, sometimes you just need to ask again. Like I said, the law tech to hey take a take a photo of a couple of cars out there, take them the best you can, and um, and actually it's a good way to find people out there. It's like. Uh, kind of a shame on me moment, but I just realized, or I was told, like three days ago, that somebody at our Chevy location—he's a a lot uh, detailer, I think—he's um, actually taking some marketing classes. He loves photography, and he's really good at it. He sent us a couple of photos. I was like, man, how how did I not know we had this guy there that we could have been paying to take some photos, and and he would love it. And It would kind of make him feel great, make him feel like he's kind of moving his way from the company, and he and he would be moving up. Um, so now that we know that we're going to start using that person so yeah look for those people out there there's always somebody out there in the company that's uh not completely jam-packed with work all the time uh and them that extra work and and it's like kind of crowdsource for it
0: yeah I, I we see that a lot too. where you know a lot of a lot of dealers will have have especially in the younger crowd um will have a lot tech or a detailer or a you know a service assistant whatever it may be that you mm-hmm. know has knows how to do these things and knows how to kind of put together as or things yeah. like that or take pictures mm-hmm. for an agency that you hire things like that um yeah. it's, it's 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 interesting how many dealers kind of miss the you know miss the secondary skills or the you know secondary areas where someone is is talented at and kind of just focus on you yeah know, oh well they're just a lot tech you know you don't really you know they, they won't take pictures but no yeah i see that yeah. all the time. especially with remote clients um because we service all over the country and so especially with remote clients um it's really important to make sure you get like you said pictures and And videos and of community events or vehicles, things like that. When especially when you're doing merchandising, getting great pictures of vehicles, things like that. So a lot of times, you know, if you have a little bit more money to spend and you if you have a little bit more uh, resources, then I would heavily recommend just hiring a part-time photographer um, that can come in and take merchandising photos, can take community event photos, things like that. We see that as a great resource for the dealerships that can put that money towards it. But again, if you don't really have, you know, if if you hire an agency or whatever. And you don't really have that extra cash to kind of throw out a photographer, then like you said, Lot Tech's great, great people because they're out there all day. So great people yeah. to be taking pictures of cars, great people to be taking pictures of the building, the you know, whatever events happening, just things that are going on day to day. Great, great resource yeah. to use, for sure.
1: Yeah, and you and you have to think about what the personality of your story is too. Like, um, yeah, I think for most dealerships, if you're I don't want to say traditional, but if you're, you're, I guess, more of a traditional car dealer that you're, you're just really trying to serve your community and, and trying to constantly sell more cars and turn vehicles faster and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, um, uh, you mentioned uh, vehicle photos. There's a good, happy medium there where you're paying somebody to take the photos. Um, you know, they're they're good. They may not may not be phenomenal. You don't have you don't own a photo booth and that kind of stuff, but but they're as good as photos as you can do with your current resources. And that that's great for most dealerships. On the other hand, there's uh, I can't think of the name of them right now, but there's actually a dealership that I follow on on TikTok that they sell. I mean, they're everywhere: they're TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. But I happen to follow them there, and they sell extremely pristine, um, usually resto-mod uh, cars that are you know hundred grand a piece, mm-hmm. and they sell all over the nation and probably all over the world. And you can absolutely tell that they're a large amount of their investment is uh, taking extremely high quality photos, videos, uh, like ASMR type videos where just like playing with buttons on the vehicles where you watch their videos with headphones on and it's just like, oh my God, like I want yeah. to go, I wish I could afford this car. You know, yeah. that's their personality. That's what they decided to put all their resources into. I would love to do that with our dealerships, but it's not, it doesn't fit within what we're doing. You
0: know? No, I agree. I think I've seen the same, but I think it's Vanguard Motor Sales. Those guys. Yes, yeah, I was for- say. A while. Yeah,
1: but, I was gonna say I could almost guarantee you probably follow them too. They yeah, yeah them No, know those them. guys.
0: Those guys kill it in the marketing department. I mean, yeah. and for good reason too. I mean, like you said, the cars that they're selling are almost you know six figures and above, pretty much for half more than half their inventory. So you know they sell really crazy yeah. stuff. But no, uh, the, for dealerships that are in that space or in the luxury space or in the mm-hmm. class- that like, yes, that's a, that's a great thing to utilize, yeah. but, you know, like you said, for dealers like yourself or for smaller dealers, it's not always feasible for things like yeah. that. But even, even recognizing that that does well, you can mm-hmm. implement that in your own way, especially for smaller dealers, like take a, take a sales guy, take a lot tech, go out there, whatever car that you want, whatever car that you're trying to push, whatever service mm-hmm. you're trying to push, whatever, whatever you're thinking of at that point is, it's always great to get a salesman out there, get a lot tech out there go through a car, do a walk around, do a, do a yeah. quick review, be like, you know, it's got this, 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 you know, if, if yeah. this, this, and this, or like, Hey, we just opened up a, a new location, go through the location and be like, Hey, we got yeah. these sales people working there. You know, it's always, it, I love how you mentioned TikTok as well, because I see a lot of dealers or a lot of business owners that kind of just dismiss it, especially with all the stuff that's going on right now. But it's yeah. really a great space in Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, TikTok things. Yeah. Short little yeah. pieces of content like that are killer because they don't take too much time away from the consumer. They don't, you know, but they pique a lot of interest. Yeah. So there, you can really okay. leverage smaller pieces of content like that, and they they do a lot more than what you think. You know, my you might not yeah. get sell from it right away, but you get plugged <clears throat> and you get you get noticed, which is huge, yeah. especially in today's space.
1: And one one play that I see really working with that right now with uh, like TikTok is I can see somebody listening to this podcast and saying, well, what, what good is TikTok gonna do for me? They can't do um, geolocated ads. They can't, you know, it's just, I mean, you can do ads on there, but they go out to the entire world. Um, you know, like how how is that really gonna do well for us? If we go viral with one video, uh on tiktok is that going to do us any good and i would argue that it probably is not but if you do tiktok style um content that's like fun and engaging and entertaining and even you know put it on tiktok but then take that video and put it into a targeted ad whether it be on facebook um or uh, well i mean instagram now has Reels, so it's basically the same thing as tiktok but if you take that video that tiktok style content and put it into a targeted ad where you put together a, a great audience and you put it towards people in your area that can work so amazingly well. I just, that's something I've been thinking about so much. In fact, I added it to my email signature recently is like the best marketing doesn't feel like marketing. You know, I don't want, I, I'm not, I, we're definitely not there yet, but I want to move to the point where our marketing is fun and entertaining and doesn't <laughs> seem like just boring, you know, dealership stuff that nobody cares about.
0: Exactly. Like, that's, yeah. I love that, that point you just made. Cause you know, that's, that's definitely something that I see too is, is, the stuff that at least catches my attention because i mean like anybody you know i shop for cars i shop around too and but like knowing kind of the space and kind of knowing the area all the things that pique my interest i always take note and i always i'm like okay what about this piece of content or what about this specific dealer is piquing my interest right now and it's almost always fun engaging content that yeah. is not always trying to get you to come buy this car or come to this dealership or come use our service department come u- you know it's it's maybe yeah. like here's a funny video that one of our salespeople made showcasing this car not yeah. necessarily trying to get you to buy the car but just it's a funny video and then at the end you got your dealer signature or you know he's got the polo on with the locus so
1: it's like you're still yeah. getting
0: it out there it, I it totally sets the
1: mood for yeah, it sets the mood for the culture and like what mm-hmm. what kind of experience you can expect to get from there. In fact, I got it. I have to give a plug to another dealership that uh, I'm in a business group, and this this guy that runs the dealership has, has become a personal friend of mine. But uh, anybody listening to this, go to Carter Carter Chevy. <laughs> I can Google it. There's a bunch of Carter Chevrolets out there, but they're in Okarche, Oklahoma. A small little town outside of Oklahoma City and they're a small dealership but they are now selling as many cars on par with a really large dealership and they've done the whole thing by just having this really fun personality of being a non-big city dealership almost all their sales guys have big beards they they wear shorts at least in the summer Um, and they just do the funniest marketing they have this they have this Winnebago that they turned into the Carter Bago that they take to events and Not only is their customer service incredible and their pricing on points and their merchandising on point and everything, but they just have fun with their advertising and fun with their customers. And, um, yeah, they're like, when I grow up, I want to be like them.
0: (laughs) No, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I've seen, you know, tons of dealerships that are kind of following in that route and I always see (laughs) them well, um, especially when it comes to just traffic and things like that. Yeah. let's kind of dive in, kind of a little bit more. Of what you just talked about there is the culture of the dealership and kind of putting forth this—I um, don't know how you would call it—but putting forth this image of like this is how our dealership is. This is the culture because mm-hmm. especially nowadays you see everywhere online about this dealership did this to me and scammed me out of this, or this dealership is charging oh gosh forty thousand dollars more for this car.
1: I know. So- Over the last two years, with the uh, with the uh, chip shortages and the inventory shortages. Man, all these dealerships out there that, like you said, are, are doing $40,000 $100,000 or, or MSRP on, on Corvettes, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess, you know, obviously they're selling the cars and they're making a lot of money right then, but just the negative publicity going forward, I, I hope that it that it hurts them going forward. I, unfortunately, consumers do have a short, um, short-term memory and they, you know, uh, will... Um, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm never gonna buy there again. And then the next time they go to buy a car, they're like, well, but they have this car that I was really interested in. So I don't know, Hope maybe it's not gonna hurt the dealerships out there that did that kind of stuff, but I, I hope it does. I, I can say for us, for our two and um, yeah, for our new car locations during this whole chip shortage thing, we never charged a dime over MSRP for any of our vehicles. And, and for us, we even felt like maybe a little guilty being at MSRP because prior in the normal world before COVID, we were, you know, a, several thousand below MSRP on everything, but with supply and demand, we're like, okay, we got to take it up to this, but yeah, this whole 10 and $15,000 over MSRP, sorry, I went off on a whole tangent on that, but it was so frustrating. No, but, but yeah, that's, you know, I just feel like um, anything, I'm not sure who, who are we watching this podcast, if it's, if it's uh, dealership owners or marketers or who, but anywhere you're at in the dealership, if you feel like anything is like, uh, falling into the old school kind of icky you know kind of car dealership crap that dealers used to do a long time ago and most dealerships fell into it at some time in, in the past don't do it <laughs> any of the you know hardcore negotiation stuff and the not being transparent and like getting them excited about the car and then being like oh but with your interest rate the payment's going to be much higher or you know are we including effect or a, an extended warranty into it that's marked up several thousand dollars like just stop it. (laughs) You know, just be, be honest, be transparent. Um, it's, you know, short-term it's probably not going to make you a whole lot more money then, but I think long-term it's absolutely the right play. It's just playing the right thing to do. Uh, and then, and then show that in your marketing and, and your advertising show your, your transparency, show how fun you are, how honest you are. Um, and, and then, you know, live it too.
0: No, I that's, that's so true. I've, uh, I've seen, I've seen lots of dealers, Actually, there's this one dealer that I was thinking about um, back in COVID times when kind of the Bronco was first coming out, especially with a lot of the special editions, um, The there's this Ford dealer in Wisconsin who um, had this Bronco and I think it was a Badlands package and had all the options and it was cool and it was what <clears throat> so had all this, all the bells and whistles. And this is times where Broncos were going, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 over a sticker, especially for, yeah. you know, higher option ones. This dealer in Wisconsin took the biggest risk. Everybody thought they were crazy. they they put this Bronco at sticker and they posted it and listed it and it got publicity everywhere. There was news outlets. This dealership is in Wisconsin they and we I heard about it here in Colorado. and so it, yeah. this, this dealership got tons of publicity for this. and people are like, wow, you're crazy. you're insane. Why you know, I at least charge a little bit over, but you know, but sticker is insane. All these dealership guys were saying that. But then yeah. I went back recently. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and I just did a look, looking around, see how they were doing, checked, you know, what kind of their pages were doing, you know, Facebook things like that. And they are, they they exploded. I mean, the the publicity that yeah. they got for being honest and transparent, just doing the right
1: thing, yeah,
0: doing the right thing for the community is huge. And I, like you said at the very beginning, you can put as much money into marketing, you can get as much traffic as you want, <laughs> but if you don't have a good reputation inside your daily operations, like that's not going to get you anywhere. You're not going to get any, yeah. you're not, you're not going to get where you want to go because you're just going to keep falling short every single time. So I love yeah. how you mentioned that. And especially in today's day and age, we know coming out of this whole COVID thing, coming out of this whole chip shortage and then kind of sitting in this recession where we're at now, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to be sly dogged. they don't want to be you know they don't want to deal with a slippery salesman trying to take every penny for them because they may not be able to give you every penny they got for this car you know so i i definitely agree that in in that sense that you know a lot of those old dealership practices you just gotta you just gotta be upstanding honest and transparent yeah Um, Yeah. and and, you know that that'll just speak for itself and you don't you cost zero dollars to do that so
1: yeah um, I know we're running short on time. One thing I have to throw in that I think every podcast about marketing has to talk about right now is uh, using AI. I cannot believe mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. three months how much personally my job and my team's job has changed with uh, chat GPT being out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're, I'm certain you're using it, um, but for anyone listening, if you're not using it yet, it's, it's astounding. <laughs> it's like on a daily basis, my team members probably get sick of me being amazed with it, but you, you know, it's, it's, it's free. Just Google it, go to chat GPT, sign up and, and start using it. Um, they're starting to charge $20 a month for it. And then, I don't know, at some point it might become more expensive, but for right now it's free. And it's amazing. I mean, anything, yeah. like, I feel like I'm a good writer. I can do good SEO content. I can do good copy and everything. Uh, if anything, it's better. Um, and it's just faster. So, I mean, you literally type in there, uh, write me a, a blog post about a 2024 GMC Sierra HD Duramax. Uh, you know, and um, and literally hit go, and it'll give you five really good paragraphs. And I never take anything that it that it takes and just copy and paste it directly in. But you know, change, you know, put in your dealership name in there and put some local stuff in there. Um, I don't know. You you may actually disagree with me. I know some people are saying, well, you know, when GBT um. Puts content together, it's it's branded and uh, Google's going to recognize it. I would argue. I don't know how if you, if I take it and change it some and move some mm-hmm. stuff around. I don't see how it could it could do that. But that's just on SEO. I mean, on every Google post that I do nowadays, it's just like I say. I'm a good writer, and it's better than than me. Yeah. So I just type it in there and say, "Give me a social media post about blah 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 blah." Mm-hmm. And it spits it out with um, hashtags and everything. It's just mm-hmm. such a time saver right now yeah. um, that can just make you more efficient. You know, you're talking about like crowds are delegating and, and that kind of stuff. It's it's basically like hiring a content writer um, for no money at all.
0: No, yeah, I, I agree. At, at least in my agency, we leverage it a ton. You know, we, you know, yeah. obviously we, we, to. I do kind of agree a little bit is sometimes we've seen some things and some people have reported back to us that, you know it can get recognized and things like that especially with google's algorithm but um mm-hmm. i think if you know how to work it and you know how to kind of use it in the right way then it's yeah. a insanely valuable asset you know being able to you know change things out yep. here and there, kind of get an idea even if you want it to lay a floor plan for you like write me a mm-hmm. you know Write me a, a, a an outline of something that I can then write on. That's been a huge yeah. thing too, like being able to you know put yeah. your own writing style on there, but have an outline for you that you can hit every point that you want to hit, or you know make sure you're getting whatever you get done. Um, I've yeah. I've seen it as a great asset. Dealers, I mean, I could I could talk forever about AI and leveraging that in yeah. marketing and in dealers and in business in general. And but it, yeah, great great resource. But um, it, it just looks like we are
1: change. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm just gonna say, go say go it's ahead. absolutely we got, change like, our two industry. Left, got yeah, yeah. I mean AI is absolutely gonna change our industry. It's not gonna put us out of business, I don't, I don't believe. Yeah. No, um, don't but know. uh, you know, that it's it's completely changing how we do just about everything and yeah. you know, ad spending, uh optimizing ad spend, uh any contents, yeah, any kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, yeah, it's insanely valuable asset. But um, we are coming to an end here. Uh again, I would just like to thank you so much for coming on the uh, I I have even gotten some great valuable information from today. So I hope everybody listening or anybody watching has also gotten just as much, if not more than I did. Um, Again, this is Ryan Green with Yoder Family Companies. He is the uh, head of marketing at Yoder Family Companies who kind of deals with a ton of other uh, dealerships in that space, all the way from new dealerships to buy here, pay here. So um, again, great valuable content, insanely (laughs) insanely amazing stuff that we got here today. Um, If you have any questions or have any uh, any any comments, concerns, whatever, yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. yep,
0: please, please, tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll uh, I'll leave Ryan's info in the description as well. If you want to hit him up, ask him any questions, and then as well, our stuff will always be here. um, If you have any questions for us as well, so again, thank you so much. It was great talking to you here today, Ryan, and I. I hope to talk to you again super soon.
1: Same
0: to you. Awesome. See you soon.